It's episode 193 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting with a physical therapist and owner of True Care Physical Therapy, Bhakti Suda. Thank you so much for having me in your clinic. Thank you for having me. I feel really privileged doing this. Oh, I, me, I mean, you, first of all, you're amazing, and I'm not the only one that knows this because you just told me that KIII was here doing an interview with you today. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, so to, this month is Asian Pacific Islander Month, uh, and they wanted to do a feature on um, somebody who is uh, in the community and chose Corpus Christi. So one of my friends approached me and she said, would you be il- willing to do this? And I was uh, actually, I felt again privileged to be even asked uh, to do that. So I, uh, we had the feature this morning and they just apparently aired it. So I just got to see the small clip. <laughs> yes. So they, you should be able to see the full length feature of it too, probably on their YouTube. Right. I, I think is how that works. <laughs> but uh, I love that you and your business are getting shine. And so the topic was why Corpus Christi. And that's something I wanted to know as well. How, how did you and your husband end up uh, bringing the business here? Yeah. So we chose a very long route. And um, so my dad came here when I was three and a half years old. Um, he came to Chicago, but when I finally moved to um, the U.S., I was 18 years old, uh, and my first move was to Biloxi, Mississippi, and that's where he was. Okay. So that's where I first came, came to New York, flew to New York, and then flew to Biloxi, and then after I finished my education, um, I got a license in Michigan. That's the only place where it would transfer all my credits. Wow. Yes. Okay. So I had to take the national exam then moved to Michigan. From Michigan, we moved to New York, where my husband did his residency. And then from New York, we moved to Wichita Falls, Texas. And while we were going all these places, we always wanted to move to Florida. Okay. And because we, we both are by the beach mm-hmm. where we are from in India. So we wanted to be by the beach. Once we reached Texas, we didn't want to move out of Texas. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> so then we chose Corpus Christi because we wanted to be by the beach and we want to still stay in Texas. So that's why we chose Corpus. I love that. So <laughs> when you said where you and your husband are both from is by the beach uh, in India, is that Mangalore? So Mangalore is where we are originally from. Okay. But I was raised uh, in Mumbai. Okay. So yeah, we both are from Mangalore. Yes. Wow. Okay. So I had never even heard of Mangalore. Please excuse my ignorance until I read your bio on the website for the true care physical therapy so if anybody's interested there's a bio there and there's all the different um services that they offer and everything so check it out which is a truecarephysicaltherapy.com truecareptcc.com okay truecareptcc.com anyway so i'm like okay well i need to look up this place and sure enough i mean it's beautiful i mean some of the cleanest most beautiful beaches in the world i'm like how have i never heard of this before was it truly magical you know living there it was um so i my uh, association with mangalore is always associated with vacation Mm -hmm. so i would go to my grandma's place vacation and her house was like walking distance from the best beach ever and we would be like beach bums just stay on the beach all summer long and that was my uh, earliest and fondest memories of Mangalore so for people who always think of India tourist place Goa is a very famous uh, tourist beach area and we are just below Goa so we're okay. along the same strip of beach okay yeah. very nice yeah I'm just kind of I was blown away by how much I didn't know. Yeah, well, about there it. are a lot of people in India who don't know Mangalore. So okay. if you say 
where are you from and we say mangalore and they are like oh you mean bangalore and we are like no <laughs> different place but sounds similar because bangalore is such a big it hub and everybody oh, knows okay. about bangalore okay that makes sense yeah, how so funny people, yeah people don't know much about mangalore okay well now i feel slightly better <laughs> but uh even still i'm like i i want to look so much into it so growing up in mumbai did you always know that you wanted to go into physical therapy or were you you know or was that something you found out later like how did you come to that so i always gravitated towards the sciences and i wanted to actually be a doctor okay. that was my thing i wanted to be a doctor and you know it was always about patient and patient care mm-hmm. and then when i was in the 12th grade so in india after 12 after 10th high school and then 12th grade is 11th and 12th is considered junior college oh and then you go to your actual you know bachelor's degree so right there's a little bit of a gap where after the 12th grade i was immediately admitted into i applied to pt school of mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. Uh, and medical school and all of that together just as a backup and then i got into pt school and i was already 6 months into the program where i got a call from the medical school and i said I already love this. Why wow. would I want to change back? So I just stayed where I was. Good for you. Yeah, I, hindsight I feel like I made a good decision. I absolutely. <laughs> so what was it about physical therapy that just won your heart? So um when I first applied to PT school, I just I didn't even know much about what a PT program was because it was still a new program. My uncle introduced me to it and he said that you know it's a good program. you'll be done in 4 years you'll be you know you you can easily transfer because my whole idea as a kid growing up my dad always said that finally you're going to be in the US mm-hmm. so he said it has a great scope in the US a lot of people you know going for that job so that's where i said okay let me just try it and then if i don't like it i can always if i get into medical school i can go there yes. and then when i started doing i think it was the the actual non pharmacological uh, part of it that i like so much mm-hmm. because it seemed more um you know patient oriented more like a give and take rather than just give medication yes. so that's what i liked about pt well first 6 months i didn't really know that what that's what what it was but um i started studying anatomy and physiology okay. that was like the first 6 months we yes. just did that and i loved anatomy that was like my favorite subject so i said i don't want to give up on studying the stomach and uh, brain and all that i like the musculoskeletal <laughs> system a lot so that's where i um you know stuck to physical therapy. I well I really like that too because they started establishing a foundation for you all to fully understand, mm-hmm. you know, the body right. and, and kind of how it operates and everything. Yes. Um so at what point in the program do you start getting hands-on with actual patients? Patient. So yeah. within the second year we already started seeing patients. Okay. So it's like half a day. You go into clinicals. So the first 6 months when we do anatomy physiology, we do dissection. because we don't get to directly dissect the body like the medical students do uh and this is very interesting yeah. okay i don't i didn't realize this yes okay. so we 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 get a dissected body mm-hmm. <laughs> oh okay okay it's some more kind of thing i see because you know i guess the school that we went to didn't have an actual um body to give the pts right. it was already used <laughs> like by the medical school but like a hand me down <laughs> hey, exactly that's for cycling whatever <laughs> and then we got to you know actually do that so we learned all of that which was very interesting and then 
So first year is basically just theoretical part of it, and uh, you do anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then the second I didn't realize. I'm sorry to interrupt. I didn't realize that the PT program was so involved oh, yeah. in that regard to the well-rounded science of it all. Yeah. I really just immediately assumed that you would go straight to the physical. No. Okay. Yeah, we had to f- all the foundation, and then. Uh, the second year, that's when you really start studying the physical therapy part of it, like the modalities, the exercises, the biomechanics of the exercises, why you do what you do, how's the origin, how's the insertion, why would you do this exercise rather than that? So exercise physiology in itself is a whole class. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, it's very interesting once it starts going into your, you know, a more niche kind of thing. So it was good, yeah. Was it nerve-wracking at all to start actually, you know, working with patients? Yes, so we would always push the seniors. We would be like, okay, you go do it, then I'll just imitate you. Yes. <laughs> We'd always try to stand behind them because they would lead. They would be the ones to lead the uh, questions okay. and stuff. And they always, they were kind of like our preceptors. Mm-hmm. So the, it would be the professor, then the, the fourth-year students, then the third years and then the second years. So okay. the second years are like the just just the observing new, yeah. in the periphery, and then yeah. you start like you know doing more and more as you go into your. Uh, so when you go into your final year and then you do your internship for uh, a year, that's when you are like you do everything. Okay. You know, the, the professor is just watching you. You do everything. You just come back and you present. That's all. Well, that's actually a really nice system, like you said, because you're getting to shadow initially, yes. and they don't just throw you yeah. in at first, which can. I don't even, I don't know. Because <laughs> once you bring a li- living, breathing person into the mix, you yeah. know, it's it's a challenge. So whenever you started doing internships, are you, f- you said that you're being observed at that point. Yes. Okay, so you're under the watchful eye of a, of a actual physical yes. therapist. Yes. So he's your professor who is, who's going to guide you through your exams and everything. So you've finished your uh, all your uh, theory exams. Everything is done. Mm-hmm. And then it, after the internship is actually you're actually done with all your practicals too and okay. then you're just it's like clinical hours mm. what they do here when um so like if i was a ci and there are people who in what's the, a ci it's a clinical instructor oh, program okay. where there are <coughs> there have been students who are studying in um utsa or you know even um in um a student from el paso they come and do their clinicals here here not in here but where i worked before oh. i haven't had a pt student here i've Got had it. several pta students from the delmar program yes yes so they do that so that's how it would it would kind of equate to the same thing but i'm an exterior person but this one would what what i had to go through is employed by the college okay that's really 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 neat yeah my little brother just graduated last summer from the delmar pta uh, yeah. program oh, yeah. Nice. yeah yeah and everything that he's learned and being able to shadow and do his clinical things uh is he looking for a job uh, you know he might be actually <laughs> you know I, I, well, I, I did that crossed my mind whenever i was like hmm not that i like to like insert myself in that way but you know if there's ever opportunities um but yeah no he he's so personable and so likable oh, nice. and the things he knows and the things he's retained and, and he's not a full physical therapist but yeah. you know he, he picks up on it right. and uh the knowledge that y'all have is just tremendous for even you know I, I know you're looking at me slouch right now like just that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. you know so whenever you're done with the PTA program in India which you said was was relatively new to the area right yeah so the PT program was a new program because um um uh, when I was in my first year, 
the the class was just graduating. Wow. So it was the fourth year that the program was available. Wow. So you were like the place. first yes. crop kind right, of. Right, right. Okay. Especially in that university. But yes. in other universities, of course, the bigger universities, this was a smaller university, but mm-hmm. they, it, it is an existing program, but it was still evolving. Yes. This was, I graduated in 1998. Okay. Uh, 1996 was when I finished all my exams and did the internship and stuff like that. So it was still baby baby at right that now it's changed completely so i have just a bachelor's degree okay which now if you want to go into a pt program you can't do anything less than a doctorate program really yes wow yeah. so from the time that i started working in the u.s 2000 to now 2023 it went from a bachelor's to a master's and now it's a doctorate okay well i mean having a bachelor's and doing what you do is still very you know, crucial. That, that's that's important work that you're doing. So there was a break. So you graduated in 1998, mm-hmm. and then you came to the states in 2000. So um, yeah, as a practicing. So I first came to the U.S. in 1993. Oh, okay. Yes, and that time I was just graduating out of junior college. Okay. And then I went back and forth and back and forth to keep my. Um, green card so okay I had to do that very good going back and forth very good uh, but my first uh, visit and ca- visits after that was just visiting my parents having fun making friends good for it you was, it was a good experience yes and coming back as an adult was different <laughs> absolutely yes so did you practice in india at all very little okay very very little yeah that year of internship and then after that um in 1997 i got married mm-hmm. so after that for about eight or nine months i worked in a hospital near my um near my husband okay house. yeah very good <laughs> so you knew because he was going to come to the states for school yes so did y'all already have a plan in place that once he was done, because you had, you had already gotten your education, mm-hmm. that y'all were going to open up a business? Not really. Okay. You know, we never had the uh, even an inkling of uh, having a business. Um, we were just trying to do what we do. You know, I, want, I came here, started working. When I was working, my husband was studying for, because he was already a doctor in India. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to come here and transfer credits, study, come to power. Well, and I wanted to talk to you about that. <laughs> so you said Michigan was the only state, because mm-hmm. state requirements differ, right? Exactly. That is so interesting to me. Um, but you, but then you said, so your, tr- your credits transferred and then you had to do a a test yes so the test is national national that's yeah, what yeah national, national test licensing exam okay it's one test for any it's good for any uh, state yes but then after that since you're a foreign graduate you have to go through a credentialing um match up so they credential what you did in india and then they match you up with the the graduates from the United States. Interesting. And each state has their different um, right nuances of what they want from a PT graduate. Mm-hmm. Michigan took all my credits and said, "Okay, you're fit to be a PT in my state. Come to my state." That's amazing. But when I applied in every like, if I, um, for example, for Texas, when I had to move to Texas finally and uh, transfer, I had to take general biology, uh, public speaking. Foreign language. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And economics and some subjects like that. And I was 
so upset like understandably uh, I was like, why do i have to take these courses how is it going to make me a better pt exactly uh, they didn't ever say that you have to take your pt credits are lacking you have to go back and do some of this pt coursework which our pts do it was all undergrad yes literally so, basics yes so that's but it you know we did it because you know we were like there's no other way you just have to do it right <laughs> and and i appreciate that and i appreciate you're sharing that but as somebody on the outside hearing this i'm like huh and not only did you have the education but you had experience under your belt too exactly yeah wild i'm sorry for that sidetrack but i had meant to ask you that yeah. so so anyway so you and your husband when it came to the business mm -hmm didn't necessarily have that at the forefront of your goals. No, not at all. We were just um, working and, you know, uh, going about doing our thing. And um, so th when we moved to Corpus Christi, I was working at another company and then I was kind of doing part time. So at that point, um, my niece, who is, was um, uh, a PT in Massachusetts, so she was going to have a baby. And she said, you know, I really don't want to work full time. I want to work part time. And I was like, how do we do this? So she was but on, on an H-1 visa. She is on an H-1 visa. So she said. Um, and what's an H-1 visa? H-1 visa is a skilled worker oh. uh, visa. Okay. Which, uh, you, uh, when you are a skilled worker, the U.S. will give you a visa to come work in the country if, you know, because there is a shortage of I see. this kind of, like engineers or PTs or you know, there mm. are a certain amount that is allocated every year. I gotcha. So that's how she's in this country. And um, there's full-time H1s, part-time H1s. So she's like, I want to move to a part-time H1, but nobody wants to hire really a part-time H1. You mm. wanna, they want to get the best bang for their buck, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, just, and random email came to my inbox. And, you know, always we get these emails. You're looking for a PT, looking for this, you know, job, change your job. And I just opened the email and I saw that uh, there was a practice for sale. And it said, um, single owner practice, uh, retiring PT, um, is uh, good for one or two PTs. So I decided to call her and that was Miss Ann Carver. She was retiring at that time. Wow. And um, so I, and she said, you know, my philosophy is different. I don't, I don't do run of the mill kind of physical therapy. I was like, I'm, I don't want to do run of the mill. I want to do it one-on-one, -on -one, very personal kind of thing. So she said, let's work with each other for six months and see how it works mm -hmm. out. So that's how I worked with her. I really liked her style. Uh, I don't like to do the, what do they call it? The assembly line PT. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and see, I don't. Th this is all brand new knowledge to me. So explain to me what that means. So it's like you bring a bunch of people in and have a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, kinesiology undergrad students in and, and have many people coming through one person does this the next person does this so one person will get you on the bike next person will do exercises with i you. see third person will do a modality with you fourth person will do some you know manual actual hands-on stuff okay so there's that's, like stations kind yes. of that makes sense so that's not how we do it it's mm -hmm. like start to finish you'll be with me start to finish you'll be with this pt or third pt it's not never like you always get to see the same person you develop yes. a rapport so you know what you have done next time but, i mean of course documentation is important but that's that was my philosophy too so it just fits so perfectly yes she's like i'm ready i'm ready to retire you take over within wow. three months she said that i was like no give me some more time wow yeah. okay so she was ready but you weren't quite there yeah. okay <laughs> i was like i don't know i mean uh, 
you know capital all of that is there. yeah and then uh, i was and it was i was thinking wow this is going to be perfect i'll work in the morning and then she'll work in the afternoon yes you meaning your niece yes yes so i applied for you know we changed we bought the practice and then we we were brand new practice we didn't know if the government will even transfer her visa oh to my, my gosh practice because they doesn't have a history right right but we lucked out it see things in. that you don't even think about yeah. but you have to consider whenever all these changes right, are happening right okay but no questions asked she was given the visa we started and boom it just took off and four years later, we are like, we need more space. Really? Because <laughs> yeah. y'all kicked off in 2018. Yes. Okay. So we were like, no, this is, we were getting crowded. We could, we didn't want to do in the small space, a lot of people. And we we're like, we need more space. We need to grow. We are already going. We were busting out of our seams anyway. So where was the original location? It was across um, from the Asia Cafe, which is around the corner from the Athletic Club. Yes. There is a yes. um, um, complex next to Domino's. We had a small little 2,000 square feet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was nice. It was a great start. But we were ready for the next step. Yes. And Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So when did y'all move into this spot? So in 2021, we looked at this um, space. And I was just, I liked it. But I was like, this is too big for me. I cannot it's big. pay for all of this. It's very big. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. So then my husband was like, let's do this. I'll take up half the space and I'll start my practice. Because he's family practice, mm -hmm. but he's always done emergency room. He's never done primary oh, care. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and his other job is at the state school. So okay. he's never done primary care since he graduated. Okay. But every time he was in the emergency room, he would say, okay, go, go ahead and go follow up with your PCP. They would be like, I don't have a PCP. Mm -hmm. Go follow up. So that was like a constant. He would always tell me, no, we have shortage of PCP. Shortage of, so then yep. I said, then I think this is a good place to do it. Yes. So that's how this clinic came about. Wow. <laughs> but and it's so wise for y'all to share the space and have both of your businesses together. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. And y'all have obviously maximized the space. <laughs> it looks so good in here. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm just so y'all been in here since 2021. Which, 2022. Oh, 2022. We started. Yeah, okay. Because this used to be a fight place. So we gutted the whole building and uh, did you say fight? Yeah, it was like, like martial arts, MMA. Yeah. MMA. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. makes martial arts. Yeah. All right, because I thought I've been in this area before, I and mean, I thought that there was a place like that over here. Yeah. Very interesting. So when we walked in, there were like these fight cages. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like, "What is this place?" <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, I have to picture it. I have to yes. picture how it's going to be for me. Yes, exactly. It was so difficult to visualize how we are going to do this. Mm -hmm. And luckily, my husband has a good, um, you know, uh, way of sketching everything. And when it actually, when the architect put it on a 3D and I was like, oh, yes. okay, that's yes. how it's going to be. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, technology these yeah. days is amazing. Yeah. Um, now there's like virtual reality yes. things where you can change your living room yeah. with a with a filter. <laughs> it's wild. Um, but clearly, y'all made the right choice because this is a beautiful space and, um, a, you know, a great place for people to get care which which I think is so great also the fact that y'all made the move like right as we're getting out of a pandemic yeah. how did that affect the business at all so when we were in the pandemic 
um, a major e- event happened in our lives. Oh, um, wow. So in February of uh, 2023, just before COVID hit, um, my husband, uh, he had just finished his ER um, uh, uh, shift. He came home. He was sick. He had the flu. And uh, he said, okay, you go ahead and go sleep in the other room so we don't spread the germs as such. And then at the middle of the night, I uh, heard a fall and I ran to the bathroom where he was and I found him in the closet with his neck all crooked, like squished against the cabinet. Oh my gosh. And that moment really changed our lives because... um, he told he was awake and i was like what happened he said i I think i passed out because i threw up and i might have uh, fainted and then i said why are you on the floor let's get you up and i was trying to get him up and he said wait a wait a second i cannot move my body i think i hurt my neck and he was paralyzed from neck down oh my gosh i'm so sorry yeah so he was it was a very scary night for all of us yes um called my kids and he told us how to position his neck luckily for me and us he he was you know he was comprehending everything and he was telling us how to stabilize his neck and stuff call the 911 when 911 came in he told them the same thing you know make sure my neck is stabilized because i think i wow spinal column wow i went to the er the er doctor said you know you probably hurt your spinal column so that night was probably the worst night of our lives as a family yes because um we were waiting f- he they sent him for an mri until the results of the mri came in we did not know the extent of his injury mm-hmm. and uh, he kept saying stuff like if i am not able to move i'll tell you what to do and you do exactly what i tell you to. and that was the scariest moment of absolutely. my life absolutely but luckily, the MRI said that he contused his spinal column. Okay. It didn't get severed. Oh, thank God. So he, he did break C4, C5 level, but the way it was hit, he said that the neurosurgeon, Dr. Smith, came in and said that um, you will do fine. Oh, thank It will thank take goodness. you a year, but you will walk. You will. And he said, that's all I need to hear. Yes. And this man, I must give it to him. Within three months, he was walking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did it. He was so determined. Yes. He said, as long as I know I can do it, I'm going to do yes. it. Yes. In three months, he was walking. And this is in February 2020, right before the things pandemic. went yes. down. Oh, my gosh. So in March, he was actually in the rehab. And he would tell me every day, I want to go home. I don't want to stay in rehab. I'll do all of this at home. I'll and that's when all the news started coming out of that saying that, you know, things are going to get locked down. Mm-hmm. And then co- our friend uh, came in and she said, you know, if you want to um, take him home, it's probably a better idea than him falling sick because right. his breathing respiration was um, slow. He, he might catch something. Right. So take him home if you think you can do it at home. So reluctantly, because I knew he needed so much PT, I didn't. I was so afraid that I wouldn't be able to give it like the full extent that he could at the hospital. 
but I was I said like okay we'll do it because I don't want another something to hit us you're you know? amazing <laughs> what an amazing story yeah, my then, yeah. goodness so yeah we took him home we rehabbed him and he was it was absolutely wonderful yeah and now y'all are just stronger for it yes you and know i think yeah that really made us stronger and believe that okay we got to keep going and do better and better so yeah i think i do think that was something that catapulted us into thinking that this is not it we got to we this has happened for a reason we got to give more yeah. absolutely well and it's so interesting to me because you're such a qualified individual that you questioned your abilities you know i understand it um but for you to rise to the challenge and then some you know is a very admirable uh i'm i'm just blown away by that story <laughs> excuse me and the way the timing of it all worked out because your husband did not want to be there and then sure enough well it is recommended you go home actually so that worked out yeah and then so it interesting. was so much of family bonding because my daughter who was in college came home the kids were home so it was a it was i mean it's it sounds very privileged to say that because you know we didn't have the economic constraints mm -hmm. and i hate to be one of those people but it did help us come together as a family Absolutely. and work everything no that that's okay that was your experience everybody's experience was so different in so many ways i mean there's even people that benefited from the pandemic right. in a strange way so right. That's just the way the world works. But um, I love that story. And th thank you for sharing it with me. So, you know, y'all essentially make it through that in record time. Yeah. And y'all are riding out the pandemic. The business is still going. Yes. It's yeah. Going. So we were closed only for two weeks. Okay. Wow. Because y'all were a necessary service as exactly. far as I'm concerned. Yes. Okay. So we were essential service. Essential service. Yes. So we then, for two weeks, we just said, okay, we just have to close down, clean everything, make sure what our protocol is going to be. And we took that time mm -hmm. to decide, okay, who's coming? What are we going to do? And all of those things. And we just went back and started rolling. So y'all still did have patients coming in regularly. Yes, they we weren't did. afraid of we that. Just, we just separated them out. Of course, the volume was very, very low. Mm -hmm. But people who needed it were thankful that we were there. Yes, yeah. truly. I, I just can't even imagine. So I have a question for people who undergo physical therapy does it have to be for lack of a better word prescribed or can i decide hey you know i need some help and i think physical therapy can do it how does that work so it works both ways now so before it used to be just by referral but now referral. yeah now it has changed a little bit uh, some insurances like blue cross or united if you think you need physical therapy, you can come to me and I can see you without a doctor's referral. Okay, fantastic. Yes, but there are some insurances like Medicare, which is like majority of my population, and mm -hmm. then some other insurances which need not only referral, but also pre-authorization. So it differs, but it is kind of changing. Okay. It's kind, it will eventually, I don't know what year, maybe 2030, <laughs> it might, it might <laughs> reach to a level where, because I think that's very important. Like if you're hurting, your back's hurting, uh, wouldn't it be better to take care of it with the PT and exercise rather than just getting prescribed medication? And then there's a potential for them to get hooked onto those exactly. medications. So there's like a slippery uh, slope right there, right? So, yes. or if your ankle is sprained, you know you need physical therapy, you don't need a doctor. The doctor will send you eventually, but if you if you can take care of it before you can see the doctor, it's better for everybody. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, obviously, 
medical doctors have their place and and there are you know things that people need to go to them for Mm -hmm. but the things that you just mentioned i mean why not attempt to handle it in that kind of way especially before prescription drugs get involved that's just my opinion (laughs) some some people obviously need them you know immediately for different reasons but um i really appreciate that and i think it's people recognizing that maybe they don't necessarily need that solution in pill form Mm -hmm. that maybe there's another way to go about it you know so you guys offer a variety of services so many i i I wrote down some of them because i had no idea that there were this many kinds of physical therapies so there's general Mm -hmm. which i'm i'm gonna ask for details okay (laughs) so there's general there's knee there's orthopedic there's back there's neck rehabilitation neurological rehabilitation postural programs Mm -hmm. Okay, did y'all start off with general and then expand, or did you, y'all offer all the kinds so, yeah, from the off- get-go? We offered all the kinds from the get-go because it's <laughs> all conditions, right? If you have a knee condition or hip condition, it's if it's orthopedic, then yes, that's all falls under the orthopedic umbrella. Neck pain can be neurological if it's like a disc-related or a nerve-related can okay. be orthopedic. So that's, again... Then sometimes people have strokes, somebody might yes. have, so that's neurological again. Yes. We even do like a balance program, which is which is not in there, but uh, we offer Yeah, that. I didn't even list all of them. There were so many, but I was like, this is just to get the ball yes, rolling, because this yeah. is very interesting to yeah. me. Yeah, so because we, we are so outpatient focused, there are so many things you can take care of um, while you are in this program. Like, if I think balance is so important for anybody who is above a certain age yes if you have a knee pain you need balance anything lower body you need balance even Mm -hmm. if you don't think you need balance you need balance really yes because that's one thing as you age you it deteriorates Mm -hmm. and that's simple like when i attended the balance program for uh, continuing education um, there was a time when i would be i could do surya namaskar without no problem. Eyes closed, Surya Namaskar. And now I'm 47 and I can't do it. Really? <laughs> I can't do it with my eyes closed. I got to keep my eyes open oh, because wow. I need that visual feedback. Yes. So that's what we lose as we age. The proprioceptors that we need to keep engaging. It's just like if you don't use it, you lose it. Right? Yes. Yes. It's just like that. So. So yeah. important. <laughs> well, and so what would a balance program entail? So if I were to enroll. Okay. So if you're having somebody who's having falls or somebody who's having knee trouble, we always uh, put them uh, through a balance program. Mm -hmm. We first start out with simple stuff like standing with your feet close together, closed base of support. Then we put things underneath like the foam or different surfaces. So give you a little bit of a challenge. Then we can do it single legged. We can do it with eyes closed. We can do distractions like you throwing something at, um, at the rebounder or somewhere else. So there, it's like a progression. Okay. So it's like when you're doing dumbbells. Mm-hmm. You start with one pound and then keep going up all the way to 10 pounds. So it's something like that. Yeah, but, and it's measurable. Exactly. So yeah, you can see progression. Yeah. Yes. That's exciting. <laughs> um, and it's so true that I think people can take something like balance for granted or maybe think, you know, think that they're okay or, you know, that maybe it's not as important as, you know, it actually is. Um, So hearing that kind of stuff about it, you know, the availability of it and the fact that you can actually gain more Mm -hmm. from participating in a program like this is speaks volumes Mm -hmm. because I feel like your quality of life gets better too. Once you reattain that aspect of your physical form. Yes. So, 
it's a win-win, you know. Yeah. But so is it usually whenever people are already expe experiencing really severe imbalances is when they come, or is there any way for it to be like preventative? So unfortunately, preventative is not the word that insurance wants to ah. <laughs> Oh, but our you're medicine, right. This is part of the yes, business. Our medicine is very reactive. Okay. Yeah, that's what I don't like about um, but the way we practice medicine. I wish mm -hmm. there was a place where we could, uh, or a zone where we could do that. This is one of the things that I was talking to my husband about it because we have a huge problem of obesity, overweight. Yes. In, in, in Corpus, so many people who are um, ha do have diabetes. Yes. And now there's good medication to help reduce the weight, keep, <coughs> it, keep the you know, A1C under control. But I, I, t I was telling him, wh what if we add a program where they can just, I can bring them in and teach them exercises which they can do because most people are intimidated, like yes. go to the gym, go walk, and they're like, I don't know what to do over there. Yep. So I can teach them something, simple things. You know, most people have some amount of back pain or some knee pain or yes. something where I can tailor it, but I, I just don't know how to how to do it because it's preventative. Right. So a PT is not needed. So if somebody out there who's listening to the podcast <laughs> has an idea, let me know how I can integrate this because I really do believe that we need to see the person as a whole, not as knee pain or or, or, or a diabetic. Or so, so it comes together. Yes, yeah. that is perfectly said. Well, and that to me also re-emphasizes the reason you named the clinic True Care Physical Therapy. And do you want to tell that story about why? <laughs> yeah, I did I did name it very deliberately. Yeah. Um when um when it was Ann Carver Physical Therapy, I said I don't want to keep that name obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to keep it true to the idea of how I want to practice physical therapy. It should be not if, right from when they enter the door and when they are discharged from physical therapy, they should feel like we treated them as one of my own people, like a friend who has been injured and I have helped them through this journey. And that's yes. what I always, always try for. When the person comes in through the door, I want them to feel like they're not just a number, they're not just another patient, just another diagnosis. They mm -hmm. should feel like it's everything. You know, if somebody tells me that, oh, I'm having this knee pain, but you know, can you show me something for my shoulder too? I'm not gonna say like, oh no, let's wait for another referral. I'm not gonna do that. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Well, I know you also like, to elaborate on that, you like to collaborate with the patient. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's kind of like a collective yes. plan for them. Right. And it's PT is such a collaborative thing. I exp the first few, um, me first meeting is actually explaining to them that I can do whatever I want, but unless you participate in it, we are not going to reap the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. You have to do your home exercises. You have to come, come to PT and actually participate because it's not like just doing it here and then going home and not doing it, mm -hmm. right? It yep. has to be like a lifestyle change for you to actually see some benefits. Yeah, and some consistency mm -hmm. and beyond the hour or however long it is that they're here. Yeah. So I wanna go back to something you'd mentioned earlier about a lot of the physical conditions that you'll see people in um, or that they're dealing with, uh, particularly here in Corpus Christi. So do you find that you often see people experiencing the same kinds of 
reasons for coming in here. So what do you see most? Like I can feel myself slumping and I'm like, I know it's a posture thing from being at a desk. Like is that stuff that you see often and what else kind of stuff? We definitely see the posture thing, especially mm-hmm. with working people. That's one of the things I tell them that make sure you have. So ergonomics is something that I discuss with everybody who walks in here. How, how you sit, how long you sit. Don't sit for longer than an hour. It's like, oh, but I'm working, so I forget. And yeah. Put a timer on your phone, let it buzz, get up and go. Drink some water, go to the bathroom, do whatever you want to do, but don't sit longer than an hour. Don't stand longer than an hour. Don't walk for longer. Really? Than yes. Don't stand for longer than an hour? Uh, no. You I've never sit- heard that one. Yes, you got to sit down, take a break, or change positions. Because most yes. people, when they're standing, they get fatigued. They start shifting their weight from one leg to the That's other. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> Then you're moving your back, which is not good. Yeah. So th- those are things that you need to consider. Like even when you, the only time you sleep, lie down for longer than an hour when you're going to sleep at night. Okay. Okay. That makes <laughs> sense. But that's interesting because you hear sitting is the silent killer yes. and all this kind of stuff and don't sit for too long. But I have never heard not to stand for longer than an hour, like in the same position kind of yes, thing. I've never yes, heard that. Yeah, static standing is never a good thing. Really? Never. I <laughs> I knew I was going to learn from you, but not. And I'm I'd like to keep up with this kind of stuff because I, you know, I hope to live long. You know, so I try to to account for these kinds of things. But you just gave me something else to. You know, keep up with. Not (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I have a whole list of it, right? (laughs) That's hilarious. So something else that you had mentioned is that physical therapy has changed dramatically from when you graduated in the late 90s to now. And so what have you seen and do you find that it's benefited the discipline? Oh, absolutely. The research has changed so much. Like when I was a graduating PT, when somebody would have a hip replacement, we would tell them, okay, lie down and rest for a week and then we'll get you to walk and stuff like that. Or if you have back pain, go home, rest, and then we'll start physical therapy. But that's like the worst thing to do for the patient. You want them to get into PT right away because you know people. Most people think I have back pain. How am I going to do physical therapy? But you are right. not doing jumping jacks. You're going to do simple stretches that maintain the length of your muscle. Body is going to heal itself. Yes, it's a miraculous uh, machine. It's not going to wait for you to do something. It's going to want to be in its homeostasis. So it wants to be good. It wants to be in its normalcy. So it will do whatever it has to do. But you just have to make sure that you're nice and elastic moving while it's it's like having a scab, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want the scab to be mobile, not hard. So yes. that next time you go do something, you're going to um, hurt yourself again. Yes, you that's that. so true. Um, wow. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um yeah, because it is, I think most people think when you come to physical therapy that you're going to put them through the ringer. Right. Whenever they have those big time injuries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say, I'm going to hurt more. No, I'm going to make you hurt less. Yes. By doing simple things first and then we'll progress. Yeah, maybe yes. on the last day I might ask you to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, before you go. <laughs> Just do one jumping yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. So... We talked about the special, I don't know if they're special, but the specific kind of um, therapies, right? But then there's also one called general. What does mm-hmm. general so entail? So general actually falls under everything. Like okay. if you're orthopedic, neuro, everything is under general physical therapy. Okay. Yeah. So it's like an umbrella term. I see. It doesn't really have any specific, um, 
you know um, name for it so you, anything okay. could fall under gender. okay yeah. okay i see mm-hmm. and so do you find that there's any specific injuries that are more challenging to treat than others when it comes to physical therapy uh so yeah so whenever you have people with lower back radiating pain uh, when you know that the nerve might be irritated those are very challenging and those are like my favorite patients really yes Uh, why am i not surprised (laughs) because that's the whole goal to because most people think that if you have a disc which is irritating the nerve uh you're gonna need surgery yes and that's where i want to put a full stop i was like no you don't need surgery there are ways to realign everything and make sure your you know back is not hurting or your nerve is not getting irritated and you could go back to being living a normal life without having to go through because you know most of the time it's like back pain radiating pain neurosurgeon or yes. pain management yes pain management injection, you know stuff like yep. that so you can avoid those things so those are the challenging patients but also my favorite yeah that's so amazing <laughs> well and you're showing people that there's alternatives exactly, right yeah. i mean surgery can be beneficial but it's also very invasive exactly so but I'm also not in big time pain. So, you know what I mean? People who choose to opt for surgery, more power to you. But if there's potential for you to handle it in a less invasive way, you know. I don't think we'll meet anybody who you tell that, you know, you could take care of it without surgery. Do you want to do it? And they would be yes. Nobody wants to go through surgery. Right. But they think that's their only option. Yes. That's why they do it. Yes. <laughs> well, we need, to t- we need to get it out there. <laughs> Um, I'm just blown away by you and, and how passionate you are about physical therapy and your knowledge and your willingness to help and how can I be better? I mean, that's incredible. Um, you know, a lot of people I feel like can get kind of in the status quo and like you said, it can be the conveyor belt kind of situation, but that's not you at all. So I want to switch gears a little bit because I know that you're involved with the South Texas Hindu Society. Yes. So tell me about this. So, yeah, so um, when I moved to Corpus, this was really like uh, when I, when we were in Wichita Falls, there was no temple. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, very grateful for having a temple already in town. Um, for me, that's like my sense of community. Yes. Right? Um, uh, that's where I get to meet other people from uh, from India. I get to practice my faith. Um, that's very near and dear to me. I mean, I, I don't even know. I always tell my um my kids or my husband, they always say, you have two jobs. One is true care physical therapy and one is the temple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so beautiful. You have such a rich life. Yeah. But I don't think I could give that up. It's like so near and dear to me. I cannot even um, explain how much I care about the temple a lot. Um, I'm very involved, very hands-on. Um, that's because I, 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 I feel like it's my calling to give back to the community. Uh, little selfishness there is I want the next generation to be involved with with the faith too you mm-hmm. know I think I think that we are losing that as a community people don't come to the temple as you know the the generations we can go we instill that in our kids right, right. If we go we practice that's what the kids learn and see and the question which is good um, and that's what I want the next generation to have to, to uh, like a sense of place where you belong and uh, where you can practice your faith so important i i agree um you know and and for there to be a temple there specifically for your faith is so great but you even have events where the community can come which i think is amazing yes that's uh, the festival of india which Mm -hmm. we hear which we hold every year 
and that's for us to showcase everything. Yes. Our culture. Yeah, our you go food, all out. <laughs> our really everything. What you want to know, please come because I think that's always an enigma with people don't understand when um, when you know really between different religions like who's a Hindu, who's a Sikh, who's a mm-hmm. Muslim, they mm-hmm. think okay, all Indians same thing. You know, it's, it's unfortunate, all, yeah. but it's true. It's true. Yeah. But that's that's you know uh, the responsibility. Some of it lies with us too. People shy to talk about their culture or shy to talk about their religion. Uh, they don't want. They don't want to be felt. They feel different. You yes. know, they feel like, oh, if I say I'm not a Christian, somebody is going to hold that against me. Yes. No, but it is your responsibility that you tell them that. Okay, you explain, and I don't think people have a problem with that. I agree. They, you just uh, making them more aware, and I think that's really our responsibility to do that. And that, uh, again, I take it very seriously. <laughs> want to highlight everything. The yes, clothes, t- that's the a lot. <laughs> yes, tell us. And when's the next one? Uh, it's on November 11th. Okay. Uh, so it's coming up for us we'll start preparing by August mm-hmm. we'll, start, we'll you know get our heads together what we want to do how, how do you want to showcase it this year so that's a it's also a big uh, fundraiser for us so, oh very oh, yeah, good a lot of um, community partners who share uh, so the vision was when it first started was supposed to be like a health fair and somehow it morphed into a health and community fair which I think is so beautiful um, that you get to do everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it was because when they first started it, um, they wanted to highlight the community, but there were a lot of doctors involved at that time. So they said, let's make this a health fair too. <laughs> so it's like a mishmash of things, but it is just beautiful. I think it's it's uh, it's amazing. Um, uh, every year, there are people who, who come every year. They're like, when is it next time? Let me know. And it used to always change, but we had trying to make it more just before the Thanksgiving holiday, before yes. everything, so that people have time. Yes, and I've been hearing about this festival for years. Oh, um, so we, MP is yeah. the one that connected me with you. So shout out MP, thank you so much. And uh, he works at the city with me and he was he used to work at the utilities lab where I used to work. And every, or the woman who used to run the lab would go to the festival every year and would talk about how amazing it was. And it just never had the opportunity, but it just to go, but it just sounded so incredible. Um, you should I'll, come this year. I, w- <laughs> I would love to come. And obviously the temp- there's more to the temple than that, yes. but what in a beautiful way to, you know, in- involve the surrounding community and, and um, showcase, you know, everything about your culture that you're really proud of. Yeah, because uh, during the co- community fair, we also have the temple tour. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a guide to, you know, explain the deities and what their significance is and stuff like that. So that's always good to learn. Truly, yeah, yeah. very educational. And I think it really helps people appreciate more, you know, y'all's culture. Yes. Um, so, so beautiful and, and interesting. And so you got involved right away. So as soon as you moved here, you're like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> no, so when I when I first moved here, I was just a devotee, right? Okay. I would go and pray and I frequent. And then um, I was approached by one of the founding uh, members that, you know, we have a board member position available. Do you think you would be interested? And I was like, yeah, I didn't know what it was really involved in doing. <laughs> it takes up so much, but I love it. I love it. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, I wouldn't give it up. I mean, I don't want to be the president any longer. I'm done. This is my final okay, year. Okay. I was curious about that. How does that work? <laughs> yeah. It's a two year term. Okay. I actually got extended this year. Did it so really? Yeah, so <laughs> 
three years, but I will always be there. I'm always going to be a involved. right, right, yeah. right. Just I'm gonna let somebody else. <laughs> I, I get that. You've definitely put in your time, uh, Bhakti. I think you're absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I know how busy you are, and I just really appreciate your time and your business and you know all that you offer our community and just thank you again thank you so much Brittany I really appreciate I feel honored that even um, in on this program so I, I'm thankful thank you absolutely <laughs>